Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Britico podcast hosted by me, Motoraya. The Britico is a platform called for conversations and community between and across the Nigerian and Black diaspora. All episodes are available on SoundCloud, Apple and Spotify. Please subscribe, follow and review and join the conversation on Twitter and Instagram at the Britico. I'm really excited for today's episode with Grace. Grace is Nigerian-born, UK-bred, whose interests range from reading fiction novels to nurturing an expensive shopping habit and occasionally running, but I feel like occasionally running is like running every day. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to getting into this conversation with Grace about sort of the different, maybe the differences in like the Black experience across the UK, because Grace has lived in the city of my beloved football club. You know how to get that in there. <laughs> um, so yeah, welcome, Grace. Thank you so much for joining uh, the podcast. Thank you, Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, I mean, like I've said, maybe just to give people a bit of an introduction, like I know you have lived in places in the UK that I haven't even heard of. So just mm-hmm. like give an idea of like the places in the UK that you've lived, how long you've lived there, just like, yeah, so people have a bit of context before we dig into the conversation. Sure, sure thing. So I, um, I guess I don't know, people probably won't know this, but I'm obviously a Nigerian immigrant, um, born to immigrant Nigerian parents. Uh, so my family moved to the UK in the early 2000s, I think late 2000 actually. And um, we first landed in London, which I suppose is where most people initially land. Um, So we, yeah, we lived in London for a few years, I think about three or four years. Um, And then after a while, my father got a um, PhD place to um, do his doctorate up at Liverpool University. And that is how we ended up moving to Liverpool. It was, I think, initially supposed to be a short term stint for five years, which is generally, I think, how long PhDs are. I don't know. I haven't done one, but um, it ended up being about 11 years. So just over a decade. So I, I spent the bulk of my like teenage years up in Liverpool and um, like my early years. Yeah, 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 exactly. In my early 20s up in Liverpool. So um, but I mean, I've lived in four cities in the UK. So London, Liverpool, Manchester, which is where I went to uni. So I was there for three years. And then most recently, Winchester, which is in the south of the country, like very close to Southampton. So that should yeah. give you a little bit of an insight. Yeah, like, I mean, all over like cities, I mean, besides, I mean, Winchester. I mean, yeah, like when you're telling me about the experience, like Winchester is where you said that like people can leave their doors unlocked, right? And like just... Yes, Winchester is yeah. a very safe place. It's be- So again, a lot of people probably don't know this, but Winchester was like the capital back in like, I don't know, some centuries ago um, when, you know, England still had actual kings and whatnot that were ruling. Um, so it's like your quintessential English city. So everything that you think England would be, is what Winchester is in the sense that it's a very old city and like generally the sorts of people that live there are either very like people who have young families or they are very old and retired there's not really an in-between yeah and you know what's really interesting because part of the reason I wanted to have this conversation with you specifically was one you have lived in I mean you're someone I know you're my friend I think we can have a really good conversation you're someone yeah, yeah. in different parts of 
the UK. And actually, so I can't remember what happened. I don't know if I'd put up a post or you put up a post on Instagram. And me and Grace kind of got into like, <laughs> I'm not sure. It was probably you. It. You were probably talking about Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably a conversation about Liverpool, I'm sure. I can't remember what it was. This was like ages, like months, months ago. And we got into this conversation about like, kind of Londoners, Black Londoners, arrogance of like the South and all of this. Yes, yes, I yes. left that conversation kind of being like, I don't know if I know what, if I don't know if I know Grace well enough to have like gotten that intense in the conversation. Like mm-hmm, I left mm-hmm. being like, hmm, I hope I haven't like, I hope I haven't made things awkward between us. But it was no, really interesting. So I think we both felt quite passionate about our different perspectives. And yeah. so, you know, where I was coming from is... um. I feel like there's a lot of maybe misconceptions about I don't know if it's misconceptions about how like black Londoners and black Londoners and black Londoners are. So I say this because look, are Londoners an arrogant bunch of people? <laughs> Mate, we live in the capital city. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. No, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> no, but honestly, you know what it is? I think for me. I think my frustration um, generally when the conversation about, you know, London and the South and all the money is there is by virtue of living in a city, that doesn't mean that specifically black Londoners have proximity to that wealth. And I think that's kind of where we saw things differently because I appreciated your point at the time, which was we have access, right, to all this like cultural, you know, we have like the museums and we have the events and we have the music venues and, and and I don't get me wrong, we can access that. But I think too often it's like by virtue of living, you know, near Canary Wharf, that doesn't, that wealth, like that doesn't mean anything to like the average black Londoner. And then on top of that, because I know you're talking, I think about your maybe uni experience when you were like, you were meeting black Londoners and like this just like just non-existent understanding that there are black people outside of London. Yes, exactly. And you know what? I think my uni experience is probably what really opened my eyes to like, wow it's not just the arrogant the arrogance it's also (laughs) the ignorance I think I think that was it like I was just a bit like wow I think a lot of London I mean Manchester is quite a big city and like for all intents and purposes it's also quite multicultural I would say there's like a range of people who live there just because you know the population size I think is relatively large obviously nowhere near as large as London but it is it's considered one of our biggest cities in terms of population size in the UK so you will find like a range of people there um but I think some of the people who came up to Manchester from London for uni it just seemed like they were so surprised that like there were black people who also lived or came from the surrounding cities so like Liverpool, Leeds, Newcastle, Sheffield you know other northern cities yeah and like I say and this is the point that I want to well one of the points that I want to talk about with you and maybe we can do that now is personally do I think there is an ignorance amongst you know like a large part of like the black London population yeah but the, the thing is the ignorance is not a I think sometimes the ignorance and the arrogance gets conflated because also I think how many black people get an opportunity to travel outside of London like by virtue of literally just like economics right and like class and so sometimes and and then also when you think about like the media portrayal of like the black British experience it does tend to be 
London and I think it's the London experience yeah. yeah but I think sometimes I do get quite like protective over that because I'm like anything that like black Londoners and I'm specifically talking about black London because I want to get into a conversation later about what it means to be black British and whether that's even a thing because of your experience of living in different places in the UK yeah I think specifically with black London I'm just like anything that we've done anything that we've made we did that it reminds me of that um I don't know if you know that Drake meme where he's just like look around we did yes. that's, how, yes. That's, how, yes. that's how I feel about black yes London. the city not only has it not given us anything it continues to take away from us mm. it continues to take whether it's and when I say that I literally mean like our cultural venues our youth centers our housing <laughs> it's like this yes. city doesn't want us here and so the thing is I won't say that black Londoners don't ha- I won't be like oh no we do understand that there's like other black people need I think actually probably a lot of people don't or just assume it's the same and it's not but I think part of me is also just because like we are in a bubble but some of that is just it's just because of proximity yes however I say all of that to say when you know better do better right and that's what part of this conversation is for and I think the reason my experience of or my understanding of like there is another black experience in the UK was because of my undergrad experience at Exeter where there were like hardly any black people one at Mm -hmm. the university or in the city but it made me think you know the odd time you would see a black person walking around because it was such an extreme to me it felt like the extreme other end of like being black in the UK I was like I cannot imagine (laughs) being somewhere that wasn't like London or maybe even Manchester because like you said that is a big city um and I thought like what does it mean to be black British what does it mean to be black in the UK because actually the other thing is like the black London experience is the dominant experience and I would argue actually to some extent but you know I've said how protective I am of it but to some extent probably dwarfs other voices which I probably am doing on this podcast right now so (laughs) I'm gonna like stop talking for a bit but I think I just wanted to maybe you know, if you could just speak about maybe some of like the different, if you have seen any like different like cultural, I don't know, I want to say like norms or, you know, like what was it like for you being black in Liverpool? Because even when yeah. I think Liverpool, like Liverpool has a very strong, rich black history, right? Yes. You know, yes, but it does. I also felt like when I went and obviously I went for football, <laughs> when I went, um, <laughs> You know me, I just have to keep plugging Liverpool just by virtue of the conversation. I hear that, I hear that. <laughs> um, I was like, where are the black people though? Um, mm. So yeah, I think, you know, and you can speak about Manchester, you can think about Winch- like to speak about Winchester too, but I guess I just want to hear a bit about like that experience. If you think, if you see things that are culturally different between black people in those cities and maybe yeah. misconceptions that we have of one another that you're like, that is completely wrong. And actually, if you lived in this place, you would know this you would know yeah so yes floor is yours yeah even on this conversation I don't even know if I am like you know like properly no you know the right person to even discuss this because I feel that my experience has been quite unique in the sense of like I've had the opportunity to stay in one place for a little bit and then kind of pick myself up and go somewhere else so I feel like And to your point, actually, I do agree. I think that, you know, the Black London experience has given a lot to the wider Black British experience, if you know what I mean. So in terms of like 
the culture and the arts and things like this, like black Londoners have done a lot for what we have as black art in this country. Mm-hmm. And I think there is definitely absolutely something to be said for that because yeah if it wasn't if it hasn't been for like a lot of like you know black london artists and things like this like you know i don't know how far we would have gotten in terms of like just getting our voices out there and people knowing who who the black brits in the country are and what they're doing right but yeah. at the same time i think there, yeah but at the same time i think there is also that what then tends to happen is that that tends to be the perception is that the black people who are excelling or doing well are in london so mm. it's like this idea that like to be a black person really means to be a londoner at least yes. in the in the brit in the uk sense yeah 100% yeah so so i think that's where your point to the maybe other black voices outside of london kind of feeling like they don't maybe get their shine or people don't know enough about you know the you know the Nigerian or Ghanaian communities in Liverpool in Bristol in Birmingham right because mm. you don't hear enough like about them I mean Liverpool was one of the major slave ports I think yeah. in the 18th century yeah so I mean, museum there don't they yeah yeah yeah, th- yeah there's a huge um slave museum there so like it has like you say a very yeah interesting I suppose culture and so as a result of kind of like its slave history mm. you know by default there's going to be quite a large black community naturally in the city so just to talk about that so did you find and obviously I appreciate I didn't live there I was just there for a weekend I was there for a very specific reason so it's not like I explored the city but mm-hmm. I remember going and expecting just to see more black people around not in the same yeah. like London but I was just like where are you or is it sort of like almost like London where there's like you have to be in the right borough almost to see yes, that many ex- like it's exactly, it's black- exactly that I feel I really think- ignorant in asking this question but I just felt I just it felt like to me that a lot of like black people had almost left but maybe that's not true Mm, no 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 it's exactly that and I think if you went for football more than likely you went to Anfield yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I mean, okay so please, there's only one yeah so Anfield as, a, as, a area, <laughs> yeah. as an area is not necessarily that diverse but then you have like uh I guess an area that's almost adjacent called Kensington that has a very large um it's called Kenny everyone calls it Kenny but it has a very large um Nigerian community there and probably the, the area that not find Nigerians. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and probably the area that you would hear more, most about in terms of where there is a large concentration of black people would be an area called Toxter. Yes. So yeah, that, you've yeah. probably heard of the Toxter Friars yeah, yeah. and things, right? So that would be the place where mm. there's a whole bunch of mixed race people. There's a whole bunch of black people that have been in the city for yeah. decades, you know, like, so that's really where, so actually when we first moved to Liverpool, we lived in Toxturf and it was like, I think there was a, like not too far from where we lived, there was a, the Nigerian center, which is where oh, like all, all the Nigerians used to go hang out there. You'd have events, you'd have, you know, like social things you could do mm. with your children. Like it was like a space for us, but it was like, it was really just black Liverpudlians that had been in the city for mm. a very, very long time. Um, but I have to say my experience growing up in Liverpool was an interesting one because I, being of, you know, Nigerian descent or, you know, 
onto immigrant parents, you tend to find that immigrants tend to find themselves wherever they are. Yeah. And then they create community out of the fact that they have found other people who are from Nigeria or Ghana or Kenya or wherever it might be, right? So that's kind of how it was. So in as much as like, obviously I went to secondary school, it was predominantly white and like the city itself is really predominantly white. We had our communities and we had places where we knew we could go and hang out and we would be mm -hmm. safe because we were around other black people, other Africans, mm. if that kind of makes sense. So it almost felt like everyone was sort of going through the same struggle or, you know, everyone had similar experiences. So there was like an opportunity to bond in that sense. Yeah. So that was sort of my, um, yeah, that was sort of my experience. I think Liverpool is quite an interesting um, <laughs> city because for a very long time it, it was quite deprived I mean a very long time for a very very I mean, long time about this because when I started talking about you know in London just because we live in London we don't have proximity to wealth I remember you were like well come to Liverpool like well <laughs> I mean I mean you know and I remember you were like that's the thing like I remember you were saying you were like the Okay, so I remember you were saying, like, you know, it was really deprived and we spoke about, you know, before Liverpool was um, kind of like the city, like European city of culture and, like, the EU had pumped loads of money. Yes, so that was 2000, was, I remember that year yeah. very vividly. 2008, Liverpool won the European city of culture and that's when the EU pumped in a lot of funding into the city. RIP European been, Union. Uh, yes, RIP for sure. And it almost transformed the city overnight. It was, like, day and night, almost a complete difference. Yeah, and I think that, like, what's quite um, interesting about that as well is because what I think this um, <laughs> country does very well is that it gets individuals caught up in this sort of, like, oppression Olympics, right? Mm -hmm, but ultimately, mm -hmm. like, and I'm not going to get too political on this podcast, but it's just, like, whether you're in the South, where you, whether you're in the North, who are the people depriving us, right? That's what yeah. we should be concentrating on. But yeah. they're so effective about being like, oh, you know, the North is this, the South is this. And then the people in those areas feel the same way, right? We're just mm -hmm. like, oh, those Northerners are always, you know, always complaining, but they don't know what it's like for us in deprived areas. Like for a long time, places like Tower Hamlets and Hackney, I mean, I say for a long time still, some of the de most deprived areas yes, in London. Yes, this is very true, despite, in London, yeah. Despite gentrification. Um, but then also being like, <laughs> how do we come together as a people? <laughs> and yeah. like... Um, talk about this and that's why this kind of platform is important to me because you know it's it's just personal conversations right it's our personal perspectives but I'm I just hope that people walk away from listening to some of these conversations with a bit more understanding right I'm hoping yeah. someone will be like actually I want to go and like google Toxteth and like figure out what that is what happened thing. there right yeah. yeah and like and just know um something else I wanted to ask when you're talking about uh kind of like the immigrant experience and like the Nigerian centre um you know and I say this as someone who I don't know Liverpool very well I haven't been able to explore the city it's something that the next time I go I want to spend a bit longer so I can like do those things yeah um but is I know it sounds weird to say is it integrated but is it sort of like there's a black community of like both kind of African people of African and Caribbean descent or is it very kind of like those areas are also sort of split up if that makes sense. Oh yeah, that's an interesting question. I don't know if I noticed um, a split necessarily. 
Um, I think that there was, um, in terms of just like African Caribbean people, I think there was quite a good mix because ultimately you're just black, aren't you? So like, it doesn't, <laughs> Basically, like, it doesn't yeah. Really, yeah, like it doesn't really matter. Like if your parents yeah. are like Jamaican, you know, from Jamaica or, you're, or they're from Ghana or whatever, like you're yeah. just black. So it, <laughs> it, it was one of those things where, so like in Liverpool every summer, there's a, I don't know if they still do it, they probably do. There's like an Africa Oye concert festival type thing that happens in one of the large parks in the city and even that it's like everybody comes you know and it doesn't really matter what race you are like everybody goes to that and it's like a cultural experience and it's you know it's like a lot of fun um but it's one of those things where it's like I think a lot of communities have tried their very best to still hold on to some of their own traditions and cultures and share that with others within the city by having different sort of like cultural events that you know anybody can attend and anyone can come to and there was always like a sense of um community I suppose in that sense because there was always these kinds of like events and things that you could go to and I think because again because of the you know deprivation and like you know I mean Liverpool's a working class city so you know like there's you know also white working class people who are working incredibly hard just to you know make ends meet and things like this so I think I think that everyone did their best from different communities to come together as much as they could I think where it gets really tricky is like the experiences that you would have in majority white spaces because yeah. that, and that's that a very okay you yeah. know that's not I mean I know you're not saying that it is but I, I think that's one thing that like I think often we forget I mean it's even like London right like London is the most diversity in the UK but mm-hmm. that's for sure on the street that's on the street yes. and even though that's certain areas right like there are certain areas of London that are not that diverse and I think we often you know I think one of the things that being from London, growing up here, going to school here, leaving London for uni, going to a white majority city, coming back to London and entering the workforce, I was like, London is the outlier <laughs> in the UK. And yes. even London itself, yes, it it's just in, it's just on the street. Once you enter like the building of an institution, you're quickly reminded. <laughs> you are very, uh, and, that, and I think, yeah, and that experience is across the board. So similarly in a Northern city, once you're entering the school system you know once you're at work wherever you're quickly reminded that you are the minority here and there are experiences that you will like like I have a lot of friends who they always wanted to leave Liverpool because they never felt as black people that they were accepted in Liverpool or that there was a place for them there right and also there's like the idea of progression right like the city itself, a lot of people feel maybe doesn't have that much to offer a young person who's quite ambitious. So you're, the idea is you go to university, you get a job in London. That's kind of it. And that's kind of your your gateway out of the city, you know? And I had a lot of friends yeah. who did that. I had, you know, a lot of my friends did that. Once we were done with um, college and people went to university, nine times out of 10, they didn't come back. They went to different cities. And that was the last you saw of them in terms of them coming back to Liverpool. Mm. So it was, it's also the idea that people, a lot of people don't feel that they have much of 
they don't have much by way of opportunities and there's the feeling that London is the place to be if you really want to you know make it in whatever it is you're trying to do yeah and I think that's maybe not to the same extent but you know I think that's a very just UK across the board across all races right yes yes I quickly learned when I was again doing my undergrad and then coming back and entering the workforce and people have been like oh my god a Londoner from London and obviously I didn't understand that because when you're born and brought up in the city this is everyone is from London you know you go to school with people who are from London exactly (laughs) and you you know you go to church or mosque with people who are from London um and so I was like oh yeah like all these people like it's you know you come to London you're going to work here for a decade make your money and then like go buy your house in the country and like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. quite interesting um before we wrap up because you know part of it I didn't want it to just become like a Liverpool, London, North, South, (laughs) because you, you know, what I was really interested in and, and, you know, part of it was not that I'm expecting you to speak for Liverpool, but it's the fact that you've lived in different places in the UK. Yes. And, you know, I'm not sure if you remember, I was fascinated by your experience in Winchester. I was like, what is this place? You liked it. I don't understand. (laughs) This seems like my worst nightmare. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I think I just kind of want to ask a bit about kind of again like the black experience because Winchester's in the south but it's a mm-hmm. much smaller city smaller than Liverpool mm-hmm. as well um much smaller I, yeah so I just want to ask your experience about like the black experience there and again like is it one of those like there is a it might be only 10 families but those 10 families find each other and there's a community or is that not the case I just kind of so want to get a different com- perspective I hear that it's completely different and Winchester was a real eye-opener for me I lived in Winchester for five years so it was a real eye-opener for me I um I look at it like I feel like Liverpool gave me like an insight into how to manage and conduct myself around white people so by the time I got to live to Winchester I was like very ready for it but at the same time again it's a different demographic Liverpool is a working class city for the most part Winchester is incredibly middle class um, and I felt that incredibly (laughs) incredibly middle class and people there you know majority I mean of course like everywhere there there are areas of depravity there's you know there's places in Winchester that are quite poor yes but majority of people there are quite well to do and quite well off and you know, have a considerable amount of money and, you know, all not to say that that's everything, but it means that they live in some level of comfort, right? So when it comes to the, so when I first moved there, they were, there was not a lot of black people, to be honest. And it was very obvious that the city was not, was not created for people who were not white. <laughs> in the sense of like there was nothing that catered to people who were of other ethnicities mm-hmm. like That's you would find like wild but also like very expected I'm like yeah yes yeah. exactly so in Liverpool you would find your African stores your Asian stores you know that sort of thing you would find that in a city like Liverpool it was non-existent in Winchester if I needed to get anything that was you know African or whatever I had to go to Southampton if I needed to get my hair done I had to go to Southampton even to buy hair products I had to go to Southampton and just for right? like context not just for listeners but for me actually what's the mm-hmm. distance between Winchester and Southampton Oh gosh, it is not far at all. I mean, okay. less than twenty minutes on the train, okay, like okay. maybe fifteen. Yeah, it's not. It's not far. And same, okay. same if you're driving, it's about 15, 20 minutes. It's right. not far at all. But the point is, I had to leave. You're having city. to leave. Yeah. 
(laughs) You know, like I'm actually having to leave the city to go and get things that I, you know, I would need. So it, it, there is that sense. And actually I noticed that a lot of people in Winchester who were um, non-white or who were black of African descent, um, a lot were either in relationship with or married to white people. Okay. So that's a whole um, different podcast episode, please. That's a whole different <laughs> podcast, absolutely. But it, again, it's that experience, isn't it? Yeah. Where it's like the black community, there wasn't really one. There wasn't yeah. really a community because there was a lot of like mixing and integrating. So yeah. the experience in Winchester was interesting because I felt. You know, it's so funny. I always say, like, no matter what race you are, when a British person uses the word interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Or like someone from the UK uses the word interesting. Like there was so much in that word. There's so much in it because I think that was my experience in Winchester. That was the first time where I really got to see just how different I was, if you know what I mean. And I think that's also because I wasn't really in community. When I lived in Liverpool and Manchester, I was always around black people. So I didn't necessarily feel like I was different. Like, Mm. you know, like, my friends were black my community was black yes I went to a white school and all of this but like I had my people around me which I suppose yeah. is the same in in London as well exactly, like exactly a lot, there's a lot of communities where you're you're around your community a lot yeah. but even though you have to maybe deal with a white space for nine to five in general you're still with your community does yeah. that make sense yeah but in in Winchester I didn't have that so it was quite obvious to me that I was an outsider and there would be conversations I would have with people where, you know, it's it's the very stereotypical, like, oh, I've been to Kenya once. And it's like, that's nice. I'm not Kenyan. You know? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like, that's lovely. And then someone will ask you if you know their Good friend. You. From, yeah. you know, like, and then you'll be asked if you know their friend from Rwanda. And it's like, why would I know them? You know, do, Sorry, do you know my not, friend from Scotland? It's not funny, but it's just no, so ridiculous that it's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, so it was that kind of like feeling. And I think having to navigate that was was difficult. Not because people were like mean or outlandish or crazy. Yeah. um, Because for the most part, I had a very good experience in Winchester. I really enjoyed living there. I know you said it, you said like- Yeah, I enjoyed living there because as a city, it's quite, it's very slow paced. It's very country. It's quite quiet. Things shut at six o'clock. There was one club that I think closed at 10 o'clock. You know, like literally nothing really happened there. It's a very family city. And I think that's why I liked it because I felt very safe. So, I mean, I I did have moments where, you know, I left my door unlocked and nothing happened. You know, like I wouldn't obviously advise anybody do that (laughs) anywhere. But, you know, like I did feel that there was a sense of like people really did look out for each other, you know, like in terms of as a city it felt quite safe and I liked that but as a black person I was very aware of my blackness and my otherness yeah and that's because the city was very English and very white so and now yeah there there is that as well and a lot of the black people that I met in Winchester were incredibly brilliant like you know they were like doctors accountants you know they had very good jobs they'd you know they really they'd really what we would call they had become successful right they'd made something of themselves and had maybe chosen for their families that it would be best for them to be outside of a major city and maybe raising children in a city that is considered more family oriented and you know what I mean so it's like that was the decision that they made but 
I, I imagine it would be quite difficult for a young black person growing up in a city like that. Right. Because- and I think that was and, and and that's the thing, right? Like I I was a student when I was doing my undergrad at Exeter. Maybe if I'd lived there, I would have found I would have found where like the black community was. Cause there was one like way, way, way down, like off the high street, there was like one sort of like African food shop. So to have mm-hmm. a shop that's surviving in Exeter, it means that there's black people shopping there, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so there must have been something there. But just to speak to that, I remember just being like, I community is just really important to me. And like, quote unquote, the black community. And I know there's conversations about what does that even mean? But I think just being in community with other black people, no matter where you find yourself, is just very important to me. I agree. And I, I think, agree with you. And, you know, the reason why kind of, you know, I say that this platform is for, you know, conversations between and across the Nigerian and black diaspora, because it's one to investigate, what does it even mean to be a Nigerian, right? Because we're not all the same. Yes. How Nigerians relate to other black people and how can yep. black people generally just learn from one another because we have a wealth of like history and culture and experience and I feel like to be in community not just to know each other to be in community means we have to know that about each other and yes. so even me having a conversation before this with you about your experience in Liverpool and your experience in Winchester although I I like to think of someone who I like to think of myself as someone who's quite kind of open and like not very ignorant and, and is aware of that, but I still have to be challenged, right? And I want other people to be challenged and have a desire to know more. Um, and sort of, yeah. on that note, I just, I, I'm not sure if you're aware, I mean, there's always conversations about what it means to be Black British, if Black British is a thing. Um, yeah. And maybe because of your experiences all over the UK, is there something that you've seen, um, whether you're a black person from Liverpool, a black person from London, a black person living in, um, like in the Midlands, <laughs> yeah, or Winchester, that you think is a connector? Like, is there something that you're like, actually, no, black British is a thing because yeah. people who are black British are like this, <laughs> or do you actually think that even the term black British is sort of maybe meaningless? I don't think it's meaningless. And I don't think that because I feel like there is something to be said for our collective and shared experiences as black people living in Britain, as black people who have been in Britain for you know a couple of generations. I think there's something to be said for that. And I, I think something that was really obvious and stood out to me in Winchester, which when I now, so I've now moved back to London and, and that's something that I now appreciate living in London, having had my experiences in Winchester is the fact that I, there's a lot that I don't have to explain in London. And in Winchester, I felt like I was constantly explaining, right? And I think when you are in a yeah, majority- sorry, I can only imagine some of the questions. Exactly. And I think when you're in a majority white space as a black person, there is something to be said for the fact that you constantly have to do that because you're always being asked questions. Whereas when you're, when you're with your people, when you're in community, you don't have to explain that last week you had braids and now you have a wig on. You don't have to explain that. <laughs> I knew it was going to be something to do with hair because that's right. Because always, you know your because your people know, right? Yeah. You don't have to explain that because your people know. So I think, I think there's, there's that sort of feeling of, we have our collective and our shared experience as black people who live in Britain. And I think there obviously there's nuance and there's context and 
depending on, you know, where you are on the immigration scale, you know, in terms of how long you've lived in the country, how well you've been able to assimilate, your experience will vary. But I think the fact that we have this sort of quite unique experience because we are Black, I think there's something to be said for that. And now I think, you know, second, third generation immigrant, immigrant kids, um, we, I think, have done a lot of mixing in the sense of we understand British culture, we understand British people, but we're still very connected to our roots and where we're from. And I just think that's a really great thing. And that, that's not something that other people have. That's something that Black British people have. No, that's amazing. I personally think that's like a great note to end on. I have like, I mean, I feel like we could talk about this. This is a conversation that we could have for a long time. No, honestly. And I, and you know, I always hope that people walk away. I'm not sure if I've said this on a previous podcast episode, but just, um, I always say like these conversations are just the start of what I hope are multiple conversations, not only between, for example, me and you, but anyone else, anyone else who who listens right um yeah I, I see it as kind of like a like a pebble in the water that's gonna like have that ripple effect and that's what I hope for um but yeah no I know that I will find some way to like bring you back to to have a conversation I would love to be back no, if there's one so thing you'll see like I like I like having repeat guests because I think <laughs> like um so I would love to I would love to come back thank you for amazing. having me on this conversation thanks Grace so just um before we completely completely close one thing that I always ask my guests um before we wrap up whether it's related to the actual podcast episode or whether it's something just a bit more general is um what is one thing that you would tell your younger self Ooh, one thing I would tell my younger self Wow, this is a good question. It's not something I've thought of before. I would say, um, goodness me, I would say to my younger self, try as hard as you can. And not everyone will understand or accept you, but you just have to be yourself at the end of the day, you know? So I think I'm very big on like you accepting you, accepting yourself for who you are and just being authentic authentic to your own self. So that's, that's what I would say. Try your best, but ultimately just be authentic, authentic to you. No, I think that's like a great, um, no, I think that's something that's really great. And I think um, very relevant to anyone and everyone. And I think particularly, like you said, you know, the Black experience is very unique in the UK. And I think yes, it there is. is something about as Black people, you know, yeah, showing up as your full self, which I know can mm-hmm. be difficult at times so um yeah especially no, really, in some spaces exactly so still I really something I'm learning to do yeah it's me too me too <laughs> um so yeah I really appreciate you you know sharing some of your experience and all the sort of different cities and enlightening me <laughs> and hopefully some of our um other listeners and I definitely look forward to um yeah having you back soon thanks again thank Grace. you Grace. thank you so much Mariah. take care Thank you. Bye.